gentlemen, after a long hiatus, we have once again made our return to the mists of Barovia. It is time for PZ85 Plays, The Curse of Strahd, on the Podzilla 1985 Network. I am your Game Master, Cody Sandusky. Thank you so much for joining us. We do apologize for the long break, but life happens. And so, hopefully, while you've been patiently waiting, you have forgotten some of the things that happened in the last few episodes, and we can start off with what is happening now, which is our... Motley crew finding themselves in the largest locale they have seen so far in these mists, and that is the town of Velaki. Taking on the town of Velaki for the first time tonight is our cast of characters, starting from my top left. He is Bjorn. It's Kaz. I'm gonna kill something today. It's Kaz. More than likely, yes. I appreciate that he's got the pipe lit ready to go. To my top right, playing the cleric extraordinaire Rasmus Thomason. It's Double H who's taking a drink, so I shall stall for him. At least it's better than when I literally ran away the moment you started the show. Oh, well, you know, I, I figured I should stretch my legs, vamp a little bit, so yeah. you're good. Yeah, uh, Playing our resident storyteller, it is the Air Ganassi Genasi Zephra. I'll get it right one day. Lindsay Wolfgong. That's okay. It is all yeah. good, and I am here. It, it, I know it's Genasi, and then each time I say it, it turns into Ganasi, because I am intelligence or something. You want ganache, that's why. I do. Or gnocchi. That sounds good while it's at it. Uh, playing our wood elf ranger, Alfred, it is the man himself from the baptismal tank, Tanner Calvert. I'm going to show up at someone's door if they don't fix their freaking mic and baptize them in fire. Okay, and the man we're baptizing in fire, it is illegally distinct, yet somewhat similar to the monster hunter from Castlevania lore. It's Aiden Valmont, played by Shannon Young, who does something in the hierarchy of Podzilla 1985, and I'm not even going to bother anymore. Probably. What is, Kaz, what do you mean my stuff's coming through real bad now? I switched it over to my Yeti. So who's going to mute so him? You are so staticky. Otherwise, you sound like Mini Kronk on his filter. shoulder. Oh, I know he's using the filter. I'm, I'm not, using, I'm not using a filter. I can't even understand okay, what he's saying. It's legitimately bad. Hold yes, you, you, your Hold shit's on. broke. So while his shit's broke, let's uh, again reconvene That's on where we have filter. I know it is. Yeah, yeah. So it, while it that is happening, not, let us reconvene on where we are at. Hey, there you are. Hold on, I got to switch things over now. Okay. Oh, you're good now. I was you're drunk in the whole. He's got that little stringy instrument thing. I'm, I'm back on my headset now, so if it sounds weird to everybody listening, I apologize. I'm not using my my normal microphone because for some reason, apparently, I sound like Chronic or John Cronk or something. Cronk. Whatever. No, I just thought you sounded like shit. That's the crime. I couldn't even understand words. Yeah. Dalton Anthony wants to know why he's a tampon rat and why his name's Buttnot. Well, we'll come back to that later. Uh, Town of Velaki, for those who have uh, missed us while we've been gone, let's maybe bring you up to speed a bit. Our cast of characters found themselves in the Sarapool encampment, uh, receiving a Taroka reading from one Madam Ava, the elder stateswoman of the Vistani encampment, and have found their way after that through the dark Svalich Road, or at least a part of it, to the town of Velaki. When last we left them, they had exited the caravan driven by Bryn and Asha Vadoma of the Vistani that had dropped them off in the gates with one Irina, their ward, really, at this point, trying to bring her to safety in Velaki, saying, let's head to the Blue Water Inn. For the five of you that are here ready to go, do you have any questions for really anything as we kind of get into this? Is, is the water safe to drink at the Blue Water Inn? I mean, you'll find out there soon enough. 
Uh, I have a mysterious day job for me. It's not safe because they still have all the water fountains tagged, but that's a different story for a different time. No yeah. questions. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Great. Okay. So, as we were moving through the uh, the end of the last session, I don't think I painted you all a proper picture of what Velaki looks like. In part, it's late at night. You've gotten out of a caravan. You know, many of you have been walking for a while. It's just getting through the gates. Uh, Bran and Asha at least got you through the initial interaction with town guards into the town. But as you kind of take in your surroundings now, it stands to show that this is a much more intimidating location than you would have first expected. First of all, this town is encamped by walls. This is something that you haven't seen, at least so far in Barovia, but this town has a 15-foot high wall that you can kind of see through the gaps between homes and down roads and closing the entire thing made of thick vertical logs. And if you were to look closely as you kind of look up, you would see probably more keenly in the daytime that the top of those logs have been sharpened to a point. And not only that, there is scaffolding built on the inside of the palisade of those walls, and that allows guards to look over the top. So not only is this the largest town you've been in so far, this is probably the most reinforced town you've been in so far. Yeah, this is way closer to where Rasmus is going to feel like home, um, coming from a place that is a militaristic city, city uh, Sundabar, uh, it, where he's he's grown up and spent most of his life, is kind of set up the same way. So mm -hmm. this this is it's probably the closest you've gotten to a genuine smile out of him in a long time, because at least it looks familiar. It looks like something he's used to dealing with. The the exact opposite of Elfrey could be said. This place kind of puts him on edge a little bit too much. Uh, of the man around, you know, he's he's always kind of been that loner. The man, the man. When the man comes around, <laughs> the man. Uh, so one of you feels very comfortable, one of you very much not so. Uh, I'm in the middle. It, I was gonna say, okay, how are some of the rest of you feeling about this right now? It's a city. It seems safer. Um. I, I'm not too pleased being around so many people either, mostly because I'm concerned that they will recognize me and that it'll be a thing. But, you know, put I my appreciate head... how much Aiden still like feels that he is a man of the people, despite being in a place that no one knows him. Well, you know, there's just shy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, for, for those of you paying attention, uh, Zephra shit. Uh, Irina is still to your like immediate left. Like she is still sticking okay. close to you in this arrangement. Uh, if you were to look over, you'd see her uh, now feeling at least somewhat at ease or looking at her. She seems somewhat at ease because, as you can tell by her saying a name of a location and kind of leading the way somewhat in this navigation, she's been here before. So she at least knows a bit of Velaki. It may have been a period of time since she's been there, but she is at least been here through her travels with her father. But I will pivot as well. Zephyr, how are you feeling being in a reinforced place for maybe the first time in a long time? Well, the biggest difference is Zephyr's used to being in bigger towns for her mm -hmm. profession. So unlike most of the places where we've gone where she would have like pulled her 
put up over her head and kind of tried to blend in. She didn't mess with the hood at all. Isn't actually just walking forward, completely confident, not worrying about trailing behind. Almost in her like performer mode to begin with. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna to, to help you kind of keep it going. <clears throat> from I'm here, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're. You're. It is Bjorn in time, indeed. And I love very you much guys are both in character and not in character. I'm here, right? Real. <laughs> this is all happening. <laughs> this is real life. I'm got a head on a swivel. Um, not too keen about being in a city area. A lot of nooks, a lot of crannies, a lot of a lot of doors and corners where folks can come at me at. So, like, it's. I can appreciate how it's a shielded or at least gated area, what have you, but definitely feeling out of my element here. Okay. So, so we have a, a bit of a mixed bag in terms of who's feeling good about this and who's not feeling good about this. Again, Irina, I think just because things are, are relatively normal in this scenario, she's kind of happy to see this. So <clears throat> she leads the way I've put on the map. If you guys can see it now, you have the entire town of Locky and the direction from which you would enter, so you'd be going from east to west, coming into town. And at least for the first part of your travels, you don't... It's it's dark at night, obviously, but there's this isn't like an abandoned area. There are lamps lit across the road path, so it's not that you're like impervious to being seen, but also you're not obscured by you know darkness having to worry necessarily in, immediately <laughs> in front of you what you're looking for. Uh, Irena does kind of beckon you and say, "It's closer to Town Square. Come, let's let's find this location." And I've already seen drawing on the map, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, as you venture through, uh, you don't see many people. Again, this is being relatively late at night, so you wouldn't have too much hustle and bustle. But you do, as you kind of pass through your first block or two, you guys would see. I'd say actually, once you get to about this intersection on the map. You would see someone lighting the lamp, kind of making sure it's lit as he comes down his ladder. And he would, as he comes down, kind of pivot to look at you and say, Oh, unfamiliar faces. Welcome to Vallaki. But I do warn it is late at night, as you can tell. I would caution you to not be out too long. This is, while it is a safe place, this is still nighttime and we are still in this land. I'm gonna jump Please, in. Be and, careful. I'm, I'm gonna jump in and ask uh, the obvious question: What happens here after sundown exactly? There have been robed figures walking the streets at night recently, but also <coughs> generally un unknown happenings at different homes in this town. He looks kind of confused because he doesn't quite have the words to say what he's thinking or doesn't know how to put it into words. But he's like something. I feel, he'll just look at you, I feel safe, but I have been here for many years. I would understand if those who have not been in this land would be a little more wary. So just just a thought, a word of caution, if you will. And if we've not been here, where would you recommend we go? Well, your first locale that would provide some form of, of housing or accommodations for the evening would be the Blue Water Inn. Do you have a church? We do. Mm. Where is your church? I think Red's already there. 
Damn it. <laughs> it. It took a second for that to process. I'm very sorry. It's like, what do, what do you mean? Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, he's going to kind of... Knowing that you're unfamiliar with the town, he's trying to figure out maybe how best to, to point you where you're at. He would uh, essentially kind of gesture all the way across town. It is one of the last posts before you were to leave outside of the western gates on the Svalich Road. It is the Church of St. Andrews. Cody, uh, 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 to pause the game for a second, I, I need I need you to give me some context because I'm not sure. Um, okay. In this world, are churches safe havens from the undead and from vampires and things like that? Like, is holy ground a thing, or does that not matter? Depends on, depends on who they're dedicated to. Bingo. Yeah, Hunter hit the point, and this is something your character would know just through your experiences. They are certainly capable of being, but it does depend on who it's dedicated to, who is currently in service or in possession of the land, and whether or not they're friendly to undead. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't, I don't know that we've ever really talked about it. I'm I'm used to it because I don't, so I don't think about it. But most D and D exists under a pantheon instead of a single yes. god. So if a, a church would be like you might have like a church or a temple or something, but like they're all dedicated to various different things. Cody, I would like to follow up the question. I asked the gentleman about where the church was with, um, who do you worship? <laughs> he, he looks at you and says, I, I, I personally am not a man of much faith, but I understand that the church is dedicated to the morning Lord. Okay. Now Hunter, I know what that is, but explain that to Lindsay <laughs> and how that affects <laughs> Yes, yes, please do. Cody, you want me to you want me to roll something for this? I, I mean, would like you to roll a religion check. Yeah. Say, would I know some stuff? I think I would probably know some things. All right, let me. Yeah, I, I would say you're fairly versed. What's your? Oh, your religion is only plus two. Only that's... plus two. Well, religion is an intelligence based skill. He's oh, more of right. a wise yeah. guy than intelligence. He's a, he's a real wise guy. He's a, he's a real uh, pony soprano. A real pony soprano here. Well, that's not too bad. That's <laughs> a ten total. <laughs> Okay, so we'll, so we'll take ten. Uh, as it stands for what you would understand, like the morning lords or the morning lord themselves is someone seen on the good side of your alignment chart. The morning lord is a deity believed to watch over a number of lands, and from what you get the vibe, seemingly Barovia as well. Okay. Cody, can, um, I, can I, I also roll the religion check on that to see if I gain any extra knowledge? I am a monster hunter. Maybe I'm familiar with some of these. If not, it's okay. We'll move on to Lindsay. Yeah. Well, 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 I'll give you one more roll if you also would like to gain some insight on the Morning Lord. I, I would like to. Thank you. I'm going to roll that now. Uh, that's a 21. Can you see that? Is that popping up? I, I was going to ask which platform am I looking at. I am on uh, Beyond. Good up and Beyond, yeah. Yep, give me just a second. Pull up the log. Here we go. Not rolling yeah. over. His has always not worked really well. In what the hell? Yeah, yeah I don't which know. I will talk out of game briefly afterward. But that may be changing. We may be pivoting from roll twenty at some point. We'll okay. uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, you specifically, you know the Morning Lord's proper name is Lathander. L a t h a n d e r. Terrible name. <laughs> <laughs> you know he. He or she is is listening right now. Just just so you know, <laughs> uh, Lathander is, is a benevolent deity. Uh, it is the Morning Lord again is the name that most people would classify this deity as. 
is uh, over creativity, the dawn, sunlight, spring, vitality. Uh, he is a god of light in terms of where you would consider him on the Pantheon. And it's something that would especially point out to you as a point of interest, Lathander or the Morning Lord abhors the undead. Generally does not like them. I'm going to relay that information. I'm, I'm going to get with Rasmus as he knows and I know. And then uh, I would like to basically turn to him and say that might be a safer place to stay, you know, the night than a hotel or inn. Uh, I mean, there's certainly something to be said for it. Uh, importantly, like, so I, I'm kind of I'm trying to flavor the the deal here in my head. So Rasmus might be a man of the cloth, but he's a man of a very particular cloth. So he knows a lot more about Ilmater, his own you know chosen deity, than he would about others. You knowing more about this one in particular would make sense in that you know about gods that are dedicated specifically to like fighting uh, right. good and evil. Whereas Rasmus is more of a again a very almost Christian like. Um, set up a very kind of the way you live your life type thing. Um, so in terms of staying at the church instead of staying at the inn, I would say Rasmus probably sees it one of two ways. Um, while it might be a safe haven, number one, it's not dedicated to a, a God that he knows much about. And so he worries that that's going to draw attention. Um, not to mention just in general, it would draw attention to all of them. Uh, all of us, I should say, as as a group, whereas going to the inn might be, we might blend in a little better. Um, at the very least, his end recommendation is going to be, we should probably visit the inn, and then if things go poorly there, make haste to the church. Yeah. The, the lamplighter would point out to you, kind of as this conversation goes on, because he, you know, you know, consider this happening over a couple of seconds, he would point out, there's recently been a change of, of leadership at the church. The father, Lucian, has been missing, or he kind of thinks about it, presumed dead, depending on who you ask. But have no fear. And he kind of, like, catches himself to say it. The Baron ensures that service and worship to the Morning Lord will continue under his guidance. So... <laughs> Aid's gonna look at Rasmus and look at him and say, "Like so, stay. So we should be calm and collected. That your the leader of your church is presumed dead, but the Baron says, don't worry, things will continue.' That's so. The Baron killed him. Then is what you're saying. The lamplighter's eyes get real wide, and I would actually like for uh, you specifically, actually, the whole party, give me a perception check. <laughs> ah. I was waiting for that. Here it come. I have a plus zero. My God, this is going to be oh, terrible. I... Oh, Wait. I got an 18. <laughs> I love no, perception. I'm doing that wrong. Go, go Shane. Bless you, I got Kaz. 18 too, but I got a bonus on that. Uh, I got plus four. I can perceive all fucking everything. Fuck it all. I got, I got an 18. Six. I got a 24. Shit. We are all so perceptive. Total. Tanner, how about you? I uh, got 17. Yeah, 17. We're all Everybody so except for Bjorn is quite perceptive, but Bjorn, don't worry. The threshold's not high. Uh, as soon as his eyes, like, Aiden, you being the one talking to directly, you see that Lamplighter's eyes widen based upon those words, and you hear from a brief distance, who's speaking ill of the Baron? Me. I'm immediately going to point at Bjorn and go, that guy. This guy? Yeah, we all just point at him. He did it. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, right. Just like, what the hell? Yeah, Again, true. from your location, uh, if we're looking at the map kind of there, um, we're going to theater into the mind of this a bit. Uh, coming off of this side street, actually probably this cul-de-sac to your left and the side street to your right, you're going to see an encampment of four guards come around. Ooh. Maybe we should go to the inn now. And, and ask specifically, who spoke ill of the Baron? I'm doing this kind of like WWE thing where I'm just like, got my hands up, just bring them. <laughs> uh, I'm going to step in front oh of the guard and, and, and try to smooth things over and put on that charm and tell them that no one was speaking ill of the Baron. We are travelers from a distant place and unfamiliar with these lands, and I apologize if we cause any harm or disrespect. We are just weary travelers looking for rest. Like I said what I said, but deep down, like Bjorn's kind of freaking out. Like, because this is just like some weird <laughs> shit that's going on. Bjorn, give me a deception him. check. Bjorn, deception? I want a deception check. I want to see how how, he said how well your bluff is going. Bjorn, okay. like, is secretly being. Uh, Wait, he, he Iglesias now. I'm going to go to jail. He should bluff or I should bluff? Oh, uh, Bjorn, right now. He's okay. the one trying to draw aggro and put yeah, on his well, face. I didn't say that. Hold on. It's coming. Yeah, it is. I'm coming. <laughs> Wait, That's perception, Cass. Wrong well, word. Is that the same as your deception, deception. No, it's not. Oh, your deception's worse. Yeah, so that's yeah. going to be a, so a, a 10. Keep, keep the 13, up. maybe. Yeah, 10. I'm a 10. Yeah, it'd be a 10 if you oh, yeah, I gotta be modifiers. Uh, Negative so, hey, Look, a couple of the guards look at you, kind of your, you know, your draw and your taunt a little bit. And there's a smirk because they at least currently can uh, let me confirm my suspicions here. Yeah, they kind of see through your facade a little bit. I'm holding my coat open and showing my ribs. Like what? Oh, that's the that's the meth chaffy move right there. You show the ribs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, picture watching is always sunny. I can just picture him as Dennis, but with the duster and no shirt. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's He's exactly the, the picture and more ribs. <laughs> Exactly. More, way more real. <laughs> Somehow. I really, okay. like, looking Bjorn, emaciated and cut Bjorn's up. Bjorn's like so confused. He doesn't know what the hell to do right now. So he's just doing the first thing that comes to mind. He's, he just starts to strip, I guess. Which, okay. by the way, tonight's episode. I'm not armed, even though you are armed. PZ85 Plays is brought to you by the band Emaciation. <laughs> no. No. Thanks, Don't Curb, for the free WWE tickets. Me, I appreciate it. All right. So as this goes, I'm actually going to... Uh, split the party in a sense. It's not like you guys are going anywhere. No, we didn't choose this. We're all uh, abandoning Kaz. Lauren, we're going to come back to you. <laughs> I want you to know that two of these four guards have a very specific interest in you and your physical appearance now. Oh, shit. With spears drawn, just so you know. Uh, Aiden, you specifically will have kind of the... You've engaged, so you're the point person for these two other guards. Yeah, he's with me. I'm going to lean into him and tell him, like, I've never seen this man before in my life. They, he followed us here. I think he might be on meth. We know not of this Wait. drug you speak, but it is one not allowed in Vallaki. We are a, we don't are know a hospitable you tell place. Allowed. Yet, we do not take kindly to disturbances from outsiders mocking the Baron or our way of life. I don't even know what's wrong with him to be so barren. Okay. I'm I'm gonna step in at this point. I was trying to hold back because basically I just had Rasmus just like trying to to 
assess the situation. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna step in and basically say, look, my I start to say friends, and then I catch myself. My compatriots are very tired. They are very confused. Um, we we're we were sort of thrown together by circumstance. Uh, we're not even entirely sure much about where we are. By the way, I want to keep Irina as close as possible at this point because I'm still half elf. I'm still not super, you know, entirely human. Yeah. Um, and and say, <laughs> Don't look, bring no attention. We we've been tasked with bringing one of the Burgomaster's um, family members to safety. That's why we're here. It's been a long, arduous journey. We would really just like to get some rest. These guys under my breath. That's what I said. said. The burger, or excuse me, the uh, the two guards still very much fixated on Bjorn. You kind of hear them muttering something of the devil, something of the devil. So keep those in mind. Whomever you would classify as like the the not the captain, but the lead of this band of guards will will look at you, uh, Rasmus, and. As Irina is standing to your side, they will look and say, identify yourself. To which she will say, I am Irina Ecoliana, daughter of the... She catches herself. Sister of the Burgomaster of Barovia. My father, the previous Burgomaster, has passed, and thus I come finding, hopefully, safe harbor. The guards... Look skeptical, and in fact, to that point, let's have lovely contest. And not that it's deception by Irina, but again, maybe more persuasion after a long day. They don't ask much in the way of question of her. They look at her and generally survey the party and will say, Young lady, you of all people should be well aware of the rules of this place. Speaking ill of the Burgomaster or invoking the devil is worthy of punishment at any time. You, I'm going to step in for just a second and say, are you, you concerned about the devil and evil? Well, I personally have slaughtered uh, a couple hundred monsters, including vampires and the undead. And I think all of us here have had our uh, had our, ourselves knee-deep in it once or twice. So if you're worried they about... Stop you. Mid chat, we speak not of these things here. Do you wish? And they point at Bjorn. Do both of you wish to be in the stocks? I'm gonna uh, jump in I'll, again, and say, gentlemen, just literally like like arms between both of them, please. I think we've all had enough for tonight. If you to the guards will let us be on our way, you guys to the rest of them will be on our way and that'll be the end of it i'd also Give like to take a, check. i'd like to take a pause while hunter's doing that and say tanner that is a fantastic bunny. persuasion persuasion okay that's a fantastic bunny you got there thank you it is it's a big old bunny there's a large rabbit that's oh, 20 oh hey dope red was just sitting in the back chilling watching all this happen make sure he wouldn't need it in a rabbit he's just petting a rabbit in the background he's petting a rabbit 
It's like Tom Waits and Seven Psychopaths. I love the idea that his character is doing that too. That like he literally there's <laughs> he's just found anybody on the road of Milwaukee. Anybody who's watching like the the you know we always describe all this as like a, a, a you know high quality show or something in the background. Red literally like chases this rabbit around until he gets it, and then is just like calmly petting it. <laughs> just sitting there watching everything happening. He's a ranger, man. Of course, that's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. he knows rabbits. Yeah. Between that yeah. and Druid, that you're most connected to nature. It's one of those two. It, it's probably good that Rasmus kind of stepped in too because I was trying to – nobody can see this, but I was trying to adjust my video because Bjorn's just getting like more and more kind of like blood rage going on. You're definitely uh, way more pixelated and you look like Eminem. <laughs> but modern Eminem, so you're good. Modern. Modern now modern. modern. Yeah. Um, yeah, the one with the beard. Uh, Rasmus, your words seem to – simmer down the uh, the building standoff. The guards look and say with Miss uh, with the visitor from Barovia and your words, we shall let you pass but understand that you all and they look specifically at Aiden and Bjorn will be watched closely in this town. Another step out of line, and our kindness may not extend much further. Noted. Thank you. And we're leaving. I'm going to give him a friendly salute. And I'm leaving anyway. And then I'm, I'm walking. I'm, I'm walking. following him. You're with her, walking yeah. with him. Red but I don't... up with his rabbit and follows. I, I don't never break outside. I'm just walking away, watch, just staring at whatever, whatever the two or three of them that is the tallest. I was hoping the guard would chime in with, We do not hold rabbits. And this town. <laughs> Do you want to go to the stocks? I really thought at some point in time, and, and I think had it been anybody but Cody, it would have turned into "You do not belong here." <laughs> <laughs> there was a small part of me that thought about it, but I, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> what do you think Grom will do now that old Banelin is dead? Banelin, Banelin, <laughs> I loved you, old rabbit, but I but couldn't, I couldn't save catch you. I had to well, eat you. Balaam <laughs> the rabbit, Dang. currently canon. Let us move forward. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm I'm booking it for the the Blue Water Inn. Okay. Um, assuming I I can. Was it visible from where we were? I can't remember if you said as much. Not quite yet, but okay. Uh, but they gave us like a general direction. She knows. Okay, yeah, yeah cool. Um, as soon as we get out of sight, uh, not out of sight, but far enough away from that potential problem, I'm going to kind of let her take the lead and just stay close. I'm going to lean into the group and say, well, this town's awful. I was wrong. Irina's going to kind of, walking backward, kind of like you would envision the tour guide bit that happens when you're going to like a zoo or something, she's going to look at all of you and say, okay. I feel as though we need to go over some of the rules of Falaki. What are the rules? That would be helpful, yes, especially with these two fools. She uh, says cue she the song from to... Shrek about uh, Duloc. Shine your shoes, Duloc wipe your face. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, she, um, she kind of, as you guys walk, she'll, you know, kind of keep a, a relatively hushed tone to look around. The burgomaster of this town is Baron Vargas Velakovich. He does not care to speak of anyone to speak of the person pursuing me. And she's very careful how she says that. 
speaking that person's shall not be named. (laughs) Speaking that person's name is worthy of punishment, up to being cast out into the old Svalich woods, from which no man returns, save for a few. When sorry, when she says that person, is she talking about the Baron, or is she alluding to? She's alluding to the person pursuing her. Okay, got it. Like you, you yeah, yeah. The way she's yeah, putting it down, that's that's an out out of character thing. Okay. Yeah, no. She the way she she says that you pick up. It's one of the seven words you don't say on television or radio. Oh please, gotcha. the, the seven words I said you can't say on television are completely different from the seven words you said you can't say on television. <laughs> yes, Santa, my house is dirty. Buy me a new one. Well, excuse me. God damn it. He knows the basement guy now. Can you, can you uh, can you repeat the know. name of those woods, please? Uh she calls them the old Svalich woods. Svalich, okay. S V O. I'm gonna guess Oh, S V O. Yeah, yeah. However, it's admittedly yeah S V A L I C H. Yeah, how it is on the map. So I'm 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 gonna lean in close to her so no one else can hear. You know, outside of the group, and say, so why is the town so cowardly against he who shall not be named? What has he done to this place? <clears throat> and she uh, she thinks for a second it's actually uh, that he hasn't done anything to this place in quite a long time oh uh, so they they, they probably want to keep it that way right so they're yeah. they're turning a blind eye to it and hoping that it doesn't yeah. bite them in the ass got you well, to be fair, and I'm going to bring it up, like, none of these, I mean, I, I'm, ass- I'm assuming we're passing people on the street, like, as we're walking Very by. Very few. Okay. But you, you, you'll see one or two strays. Uh, you will, you've seen probably an occasional drunkard kind of stumbling somewhere home. Yeah. I, I would just kind of point to whoever is, is handy. Outside of the, the guards, none of these people look equipped to fight. I don't, I don't think it's fair to put that burden upon them. All it takes for evil to win is for good men to do nothing. Sorry, I and just wanted to get that. Takes... I just wanted to get that. <laughs> yeah, you like that abortion quote, don't you? Um, Wait, what? Oh. No, it's Castlevania. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it's in Castlevania. <laughs> no, Castlevania says men are a miserable pile of secrets, goddammit. Yeah, it could be two things. <laughs> the script is more uh-huh. complex than that, I promise. <laughs> The point Rasmus would make back to that is, yes, but when good men are ill-equipped to do something, they don't remain good men for very long. They I remain mean, dead. I will look at both of you, all of you and say, good men still can't put up a fight against that entity. Many have seemingly tried, and many have seemingly died. Better to be dead Gee. fighting than hide away in some town like this. But but I I smile and cheer up and go. But that's just my opinion. I've been wrong before. She scours. <laughs> she scowls a little bit at you, but she'll continue on as you guys are making your your way toward town square or kind of an opening in the path. Uh, actually, I'll kind of again give you the general vibe. This area is kind of the the central hub of town. Okay. And so the sure. end. Yeah, your 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 end is very close. Like, okay. it's just off of what you the town considers the town square. In fact, as you guys get closer, you would see that this, uh, if you need to zoom in, that redder roof in the little there, 
that would be the uh, the okay. destination for which you were going because you would see kind of smoke billowing up as you get closer. You would see signage, things of that ilk. That's a Pizza Hut. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's the roof. That's the roof. Yeah. Ooh, they got book it. Somebody else was saying something before I. I was gonna say something, but it sounded like somebody was gonna start talking. I don't want to yeah. interrupt them. Uh, me. I will just say that the path you've taken actually would go branch off at this point, if only because she wants to seemingly take you that way. Uh, you do see it get a little more uh, lighted and open as you do make it to this area, which that uh, opening is the town square. And you would see that. And she kind of makes a point to mention as you keep going. Not only is he who shall not be named not to be spoken ill of, the Burgomaster... Baron Velakovich, his family, and the festivals are not to be spoken ill of. And what are the festivals exactly? As you walk through the town square, conveniently enough, uh, on, on kind of a, a wall nearby, you would see her kind of point to it, and you see pasted on the wall, but maybe a little bit flipping up in the corner you see a poster talking of uh, seven days from this day. It's a little worn, so you expect it to be a few days out. To be the upcoming festival. This week's festival is the Festival of the Blazing Sun. Sounds like a hot day. I'm going to ask her, what is the Festival of the Blazing Sun exactly? I can get out with the blazing part. She gives you a general shrug. She's like, I, I don't know specifically what the Blazing Sun Festival is, but the Baron believes that happiness, good cheer, no complaining is what keeps the devil at bay. Thus oh, he pushes... the Ghostbusters 2 postulate. Gotcha. This is that Twilight Zone episode where the Baron is the little kid and everyone has to think good thoughts. You know? I don't know what, how do y'all don't know what your event is for? She's oh, not she's from not from the town, and she'll she's tell you something. Oh, oh, that's. I assume they all look. They all look. They all look alike. Yeah. They all look. Goddamn. No. Yeah. <laughs> as you guys walk through this town square, again, the more po- most populous area y'all have seen so far, the shops and homes that you kind of see passing around, they're decorated with tattered garlands that are still up. They're painted wooden boxes filled with tiny flowers, most of them dead. <laughs> Uh, as you walk through the square, you actually see a row of stocks in which you see three or four people with, as you get closer, you see donkey heads on their heads. Donkey heads? Like masks? Uh, as you get close, you would think maybe uh, paper mache. Okay. Oh. Uh, I want to ask her, why do they have donkey faces? Is I want to ask part her of the punishment? Them. Yes. They're jackasses. What would I know? Is there any way to know the meaning of this specifically, like this tradition? She, uh, in your case, I'd let you roll disadvantage on a history check because there may be something in your original location that could be of this, but not that you would maybe necessarily know of. Uh, what's what's the penalty? I'll do it. You, you just roll, roll twice, take the worst of the two. Okay. First roll is a three. Let's just say it's a it's a five. It'll be the five. It's the five because I got a nine. Otherwise. Yeah, it's a five. Yeah. I mean, it, you know of 
places that have people in stocks and put them in punishment for various crimes. But typically you would know it to be something more severe like theft or maiming of an individual or you know, an uprising against the lo local fiefdom. <clears throat> Like some something a little bit more than just saying bad things out loud, right? Yeah, so that you see them there uh, as you walk your way through. You see a crumbling stone fountain in the center of this square, and as you were to approach, you would see a gray statue of an impressive man facing west, so toward the opposite part of town. Uh, you would see a poster that says, Come one, come all, to the greatest celebration of the year, the Wolf's Head Jamboree. And that's in all caps. Attendance and children required. Pikes will be provided. And in all caps again, all will be well. Signed, Baron Vargas Velakovich. Well, at least they supply the pikes. Mm -hmm. uh, and actually, as you approach toward that uh, fountain, in the center of the square and you look a little bit beyond where the stocks are where again people are at you would see pikes in the ground maybe not too many uh, three or four left but they have wolves heads on them uh currently decaying but wolves heads nonetheless so not paper mache these are actual no, no. if you okay. if you were to go investigate those you would see they are very real I'm going to look Ooh. over at Bjorn and say, and just point at it and say, you're a freak. What do you know about these kind of things? Do I know anything about these things? Like more than what's already been kind of like acknowledged. I figure with the whole wolf thing, you know? Right. I don't know if I'm like getting a sense here, maybe snip sniff. I mean, if you, I'll let you, actually, I won't even make you make a check. It's no, they're wolves. Currently, you would expect them to be maybe a little larger than wolves you've encountered in the past, or at least of a normal wolf. It's a little bit bigger, but it's the head of a wolf. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm having mixed feelings about this scene, and I don't know why. We know why. We um, don't. <laughs> As you kind of make your way through, you hear the... You walk closer to the center of the square, closer to where the stocks are, you kind of hear the uh, the the whining or the general <laughs> sounds of discontent or sounds of exasperation from those who are in the stocks. Are there guards I guess, I mean, around the stocks? That's a good question. You would see two generally around the square kind of walking around. And in fact, as you guys walk by, you would have seen where you saw a poster kind of tattering or kind of lifting up in the corner. He would like go over and press it down to make sure it adheres properly. And I know Irina's not not from here specifically, obviously, but quietly, I would ask her what likely is their crime to suffer this kind of punishment. Negative opinions of the Baron of the festivals, not attending the festivals. Uh, the, the phrase that is used most often, if I remember Father's words, was malicious unhappiness. <laughs> then I so would in other words, her, they're just not happy followers. It's a good band name. Yeah. And I, I would ask her then in continuation, and why again did your brother believe you would be safe here? I'm starting to wonder that myself, though this isn't terribly out of the norm for this place. I would presume because it has fortifications. 
at least well, okay. anything better than Barovia. To be fair, I'd pick up on the through line of that, and it also sounds like um, your pursuer, I'll keep it to that, uh, hasn't spent much time here, so out of sight, out of mind. I'm, gonna, I'm also going to lean into her and ask, but you are here now, so do you think your pursuer will also make an appearance? She doesn't say anything to that. You can You can tell... It doesn't take much to see that you make her a little uneasy suggesting that, because it doesn't seem to have crossed her mind yet. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna look at Rasmus because I can feel his eyes staring at me when I said it, and I'm just gonna like put my hands up, kind of like I'm not saying he's going to. I'm just saying. If I mean, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all thinking the same thing. If these people are living their lives because they're not worried about he who shall not be named, there's a good chance that that person will show up now. Tanner, you are muted. Across the get there. Tanner, you're muted. He's, I think, I think, I think he's intentionally muted. It doesn't look like he's talking to us. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think he was... So- yeah, he is. Yeah, we've got okay, to find... We- out of character, we got to find something else to call this guy because that keeps... My- I, yeah. I'm Voldemort. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to lean in and say, all right, from, from now on, let's call him Bob. No one knows Jerry. Bob. <laughs> Sherman. Let's call him Junkie J. Can, can we just call him the Pursuer? There we go, yeah. That sounds like a Dark Souls boss. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that, that's part of why I like it, honestly. That's Jay, Junkie J the Pursuer. <laughs> Somewhere Zach Kirkus is very happy right now. Thanks, baby bird. Mostly because he's high, but then when he listens to this, it'll make yeah. him happy again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at least she didn't go with, oh, I don't know, Mo. <laughs> Mo the- let's just, let's just say she was pursued by, oh, I don't know, Mo. I don't think I like the name Mo the Pursuer. <laughs> I don't what about uh, I got one? What about like I don't know, Joey JoJo Junior Shabadoo? That's the worst well, name I mean, I've ever heard in my life on her. I mean, you you, you know, uh, Mo, uh, Mo is the one uh, that can uh, teach you Joey, what to do Joe, Joe. when some uh you know fly guy is trying to hit on your hot girl. Oh, well, he's dissing <laughs> your fly girl. Of your fly, this is your fly girl. You there just give her one of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. So uh, yeah, and she she nods an affirmation. The pursuer is probably the best phrase you're going to find to to say things discreetly. Yeah. As as much as I also, and I'm not going to say any of this out loud, but as much as I also don't like the idea of these people in the stocks, I'm going to try to convey non-verbally like we can't do anything about that right now. Yeah. Like that that's that's on. outside of our our jurisdiction. Not to mention we have already played. Uh, our hand maybe a little heavily since we got here. The last thing we need to do is draw more attention to ourselves. Yep. And then we look back at Red, who's no longer petting a bunny. He's, pe- he's petting <laughs> a dog, dog somewhere. Now. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm what the look Dr. Back fucking at Doolittle is going on yeah. over there? I'm going to look back at him and say, like, where do you keep getting these things? He's just going, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Some guy keeps handing them to me. Send help. <laughs> Send help. All right. So uh, Irina's going to kind of beckon you forward because uh, she's uneasy about everything right now, especially yeah, now that that talk has happened. As yeah. you move forward, you would notice uh, some different signage on the other side of Town Square. Again, that's been adhered to the walls. Uh, these more recent posters, as you get closer to the path, is. Come one, come all, to the greatest celebration of the year, the Festival of the Blazing Sun. 
Attendance and children required. Rain or shine, all will be well. Baron Vargas Velakovich. I want to point out that more than once now, and, I, and I'll, I'll say it, you know, quietly just for the party's sake, more than once now we're seeing this phrase, all will be well, repeated again and again. We might do well to incorporate that into our vocabulary. You're going to catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. If we need to get information from someone, that might be the kind of thing to ingratiate ourselves to them with. We should, go to we should go to this event because all will be well. Well, my understanding is, it's, didn't you say it's like seven days away? It's a week away, yeah. Yeah, at least based upon what you've seen on the posters. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. Um, that, feels like yeah, kind of a, if we're here that long. Feels kind of like a Mardi Gras like kind of thing. Sorry yep. to use external, but it's... I, I, no, I want to find me kind of a mask, too. It's like, is there any anything around here where we can kind of like prep for this or learn about like... It's, this, this is not Mardi Gras for you. It's just Fosnacht. Just say it. Fosnacht. It's just Fosnacht from Fallout. That's all it is. Cody, they're... they're, uh, they're oh, no, I want to kill a monster. Cody, I want to kill a monster and get its mask. There, there are people walking down the road, right? Like, we see occasional people. Very rarely at this point. Like, as you've walked through town, it's probably the equivalent of what I would say 11 p.m. If, uh, if, we, oh. spot, if we spot anyone on the road, I want to test this out. And I just want to look toward him and say... You know, good evening. All will be well, and smile at them. Okay. Yeah, you see someone kind of staggering down. I, I would say at this point, if I can pull back to this tab, you guys have exited the town square. You're probably about here, and Irina would gesture that Blue Water Inn is on the next corner, like the next intersection. It will be there. Uh, you see someone uh, kind of staggering their way down the road. Give me a give me a performance check. Because, I mean, let's be honest, you don't truly believe this. I don't. I don't. No. I don't um, not. I don't not. That's a nine. Okay. <laughs> they look at you. That's been the greatest. And they kind of give a, a haggard look for a second and teeter. And they kind of cast your balance and just give you a big fake smile and then walk their way again forward. I'm going to turn to the rest of the group and say, it works. You see that? Yeah. Can we keep hustling along, please? Of course we can, because all will be well. The thumbs up, but it's the kid from the GIF with the computer where he just goes like... (laughs) Yeah. Sure did, buddy. I feel like this is an opportunity to franchise. There might be a bar around here I can buy. You don't own a bar. I do. I threw gold at them. We could totally buy a bar. Where's our Bible? We don't have a Bible. Where's our goddamn Bible? If you throw gold at people, it doesn't mean that you own (laughs) If I throw gold at him, I then own things. Shannon, is that crucifix big enough for you? Uh, (laughs) Damn it. Well, listen, Connor, can we talk about the limes? I've been dying to talk about the limes. People will die. (laughs) Anyway. And all I can think of is the bit from Monty Python talking about some watery tart throwing a sword at you means you run the lands. Nope, it's no basis for a system of government. We talked about bars and limes, and now I'm stuck on Mitch Hedberg's uh, The Buoyancy of Limes. Citrus. (laughs) The Buoyancy of Citrus. citrus. We don't talk about that. So the Blue Water Inn, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Let's do that. Blue Water Inn. Uh, The rest of your walk goes without issue. Uh, I will note specifically that as you approach the entrance to the Blue Water Inn, uh, you see two fellows a little bit 
stouter than the rest, at least a little bit looking more uh, able-bodied, able-bodied, maybe a little ornate as well, a little more put together. Fancy boys. Fancy boys. Uh, they stumble their way out of the bar, and you hear some muttering of, uh, back to the house we go. Mother, uh, mother. And they kind of make their way, uh, specifically for you guys, they make their way north from this intersection. They take the path up this way. Okay. I'm, I'm going to spoil something for you here just very briefly, if uh, because it just clicked with me as well, despite looking at this map about two dozen times. The red-roofed places are points of interest. Oh, no, no. I wondered. Because they're all right. Pizza Huts. Yeah. Yes. Right. yes. <laughs> That's Look where it. all the pizza comes from. What, what you don't know is that the devil is the CEO of Pizza Hut, and the devil's no, name is Reggie Fizeme. <laughs> we knew. And therefore, this whole campaign is him. His body is ready, and it's time to go. Cody, okay. I, I want to yell at and those two guys. Well. I want to yell at those two guys walking away to have a good evening, and all will be well. Uh, no need for a performance check. They just kind of hear, they look over their shoulder and go, <laughs> well, and walk off. What turns his effort to say that? That wasn't, that wasn't polite. They should go to jail. <laughs> yes. We should arrest I don't like, them. I don't like how invested you were getting in the idea of people going to jail for not saying all, <laughs> all will be well. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. Feels <laughs> like Straight to jail. Not fast go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> Do not nod. Believe it or not, collect one donkey mask and a stockade. I, I Overcook Wolf's I head. Believe it or not, jail. Jail. I can't stress how bad paddling the like, school canoe. Well, you better believe that's a paddling. <laughs> I can't stress I how bad before. just for like story's sake. I like. I want to be like Red's been so distracted by the animals. He looks up and goes, "Why are we keep thinking all well? It's not. What's?" <laughs> I'll tell, Just to see what's going to happen. Things I'll, are very bad. I'll tell Rasmus that uh, I didn't get a rump out of that guy. You think I'm sorry? You didn't get a what? I didn't get a rump out of that guy. You were giving him the ocular pat down to see what yeah. was going on, assessing the situation. Yeah, what I, was I cleared him. I leaned in the eight that time. You should throw a fish at him. You should throw a fish at him. I want to note that as you guys walk toward this entrance of Blue Water Inn, because again, you're walking there at this point with Irina kind of confidently taking the lead a little bit, and are just basically hit him with where are the white women at in the middle of town. <laughs> <laughs> All is not well. The fuck you talking about? Yeah, you know, when I said that out loud, yeah, that's happened. Let's see what happens. No, no, and, I, and I'm going to loudly say, oh, you were asking a question on if all is well. Of course it is. All is well. Yes. Let's go to the all inn. Everyone just collars the big guy. So yeah, and we just walk. <laughs> Everybody try to put a hand over my mouf. I'm getting a hand over <laughs> We put the fucking rabbit over his face. Like, be quiet. Make a hat? Make a hat. Oh. Make a hat. Make a hat. Okay. It's a big hat. It's funny. No, it's not. <laughs> All right. Who can, I yeah, throw well, Who can I throw gold at in this place? What's with you and fucking throwing gold? Hey, I got okay. a lot. This is better than what stealing gold it. Do you have anyway? <laughs> a lot. Oh, he's throwing. You, you better believe he's throwing out like a penny oh, he, at a time. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he was uh, fishing coins out of that ho- that first house right and left. I got I got gold to spend. For Actually, days. I don't even know why I asked. I know this. I saw it happen. <laughs> yeah, you. My character is fully aware that yeah. he's a thief. <laughs> Treasure hunter. Exactly. Yeah. You gotta He's be hunting, all right. 
<laughs> I, I love that Bjorn being like the most monstrous of the five of you is fucking Masa Musa throwing out gold to everybody walking through places. I just want people to live their best lives. Best lives uh -huh. in this shithole? Oh, As don't say that out loud. You'll get put in the stockade. Inside of this place, you know. All right. So right. as you as you approach, the, the gray smoke is billowing from the chimney that you saw. It's a large two story wooden building. The foundation, kind of the wall, as it were, is made out of stone. The roof looks to be sagging slightly, but uh, more to the point, you all would notice on the sign as well as on the roof, kind of perched around the periphery, are several ravens. Better than heads. Living uh -huh. or stuffed? Uh, as you can tell, living. <laughs> Don't care for that. There no, is a... Uh, no the outside, it's a painted wooden sign hanging above the entrance of <coughs> the Blue Waterfall. And it says, much like the Blood and Vine Tavern in Barovia, Blue Water Inn. And since, uh, Red, uh, since Red can't read, I'm going to tell him that the sign says, <laughs> Welcome to Snake's Bend. And who got that reference? Just me. Just you. Almost Heroes. Chris Farley and, and Matthew uh, Perry. Bokeem Woodbine. I just assumed, I just assumed you were going to do a, you know, they got a door marked uh, pirate there. You think they got a pirate back behind that? I see a door marked red. <laughs> um, I would ask Irina, I guess. I mean, first of all, we're all taking note of these ravens, but I assume they're just there. If if we're aware of them, I don't think there's anything else to, to point out. But right. I would ask her if she knows anything about why this place is called the Blue Water Inn. I don't recall passing any water blue or otherwise on the way in. Uh, she kind of gives you a quick shrug. She says, I, admittedly, it's been named this as long as I've been alive. I know not no. of its origins. Better times, perhaps, perchance. Perchance. You can't just say perchance. So well, I'm gonna, we I'm are gonna... in this place. What? Well, I was going to say, are, have we already walked in? Because if not, I'm going to point at it and say, I'm shall walking we? In. Yeah, I don't see my head, but I'm assuming I'm in there ready to buy something to drink. Knowing you, yeah, probably. I am very much at the bar immediately, and... Asking whatever they have, bring it. I will uh, I will lead the charge and be the first one through the doors and will openly say loudly, all is well. Good evening, everyone. This is weirdo. It's going to get old real fast. <laughs> I would uh, I thing is, hang with This is really what only two people have said. They just happened to say it. No one else in this town says it. And everybody's confused at this point. I, I would like all of you to give me just a, a quick... What's your passive perception? I don't think a roll is necessary. What's your passive perception? 16. Uh, 10, I guess? So I've been waiting yeah. on this one. I 12. need to roll... Oh, sorry. I need to roll disadvantage because when I rolled perception earlier, I rolled it from a different card. And so I got a bonus couple on there. So you, I don't, to you don't have to roll it. It's your passive. It's just yeah, the passive. It's just on that first page of your character it's sheet. To the left underneath your like ability scores, strength and dex and all that. Oh, passive for perception. No, right. Got it. Yeah, so it's just a static number. Yeah. Twelve. Mine is okay. lower than everybody else's. That's because your wisdom's your tank stat, isn't it? Yeah, wisdom. Your wisdom's a ten, so yours is, I think, lower than everybody's. Does that make sense? Uh, 
all of you, it's not a big, you know, not difficult to see for most people. The bar patrons that are still here, which currently you see kind of the five I've put with just nondescript circles on the map. A couple of them kind of lift their tankards. Well, and a couple of them kind of just drunkily, especially those the two at the bar that are kind of gathered here on this side, kind of look back. Who? Who? What? <laughs> I'm going to yell once Zah. again, all is well, and then I'm going to break out into a song where I jump on tables and go across like chairs and it's very like tangled esque, and I sing about how all is well. Okay, okay, Mister Ludacris, give oh me a performance check here. All right, oh please let me know. Yeah, it went well the first time. Please, for the love of God, let me get a twenty on this. It's an eight. Fuck me! I fall <laughs> off the chair immediately. You fall off the first table you try to jump on. Oh yeah! Whoa! Shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know what? I like that. It's not a critical fail, but about the second table you hit, you please. go Chris Farley in the mat skit. Please, you just get, please tell me right before you do it, you look at us and you go, check this shit out. <laughs> and then just <laughs> eat shit immediately. <laughs> and then I'm going to stand back oh. up, brush myself off, and clear my throat and go, all is well, carry on. No, it's all well. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the subtitle for this episode has to be PZ85 plays the Curse of Strahd, episode whatever number it is. All Everything is well. We have to be Kevin Bacon's character from Animal House. <laughs> <laughs> Just remain calm. All is well. All is well. <laughs> All is well. Oh, my God. I All right. Can't. So upon your <laughs> crash. Go Go ahead. <laughs> No, he's he done. Can't. He can't. He can't. He can't. He's broke. Upon your crash, now forgive me, the character token's a little larger than the, the area currently, so kind of just presume that it's not snapping where it needs oh to be. Oh my god, he's huge. It's Haggard. Yeah, right. It's this giant. mammoth man. No, uh, this, this man. landed on. This man comes out from through this door and goes, what in the blazes is going on out here? And about that same time, I turn around and I throw a coin at him. I'm like, you're good. It's all good. Please. Stop. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I, actually, uh, no. You throw that coin with no hesitation and no flinch. He catches it out of the air. My man. And I turn around and I sit down. I'm like, beer, please. I throw my hands up. All is well. He's going to peruse the five or six of you. <laughs> He, he pauses I'm just, for a I'm moment. I'm just going to hill it now. Like, I don't, I don't know me. I don't know. I don't know them. One, welcome to the Blue Water Inn. Two, it is very late for these shenanigans. Three, don't say the line. Four, quit breaking my residence, please. Five, throwing coins gets you no preferential treatment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I like settle Bjorn down and be like, we'll be good. Buffoonery yeah. is what's happening. We'll be good. As, as they settle down, Red just looks up at him and goes, All right, everything is awesome. 
Meanwhile, we don't know it, but Red is holding a full-on deer at this point. <laughs> I'm wondering how he gets. I'm wondering why he serves so quickly. He already yeah. got a bowl of food. He got a bowl of food. <laughs> he, he, he ordered. <laughs> yeah, that's he what walked in and asked what the petty policy is. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about fucking Junkie J making himself at home? It's Red. He shows up, pulls He's the fucking pull out of his coat. Aw, oh, I feel like you're gonna say something like spaghetti. <laughs> What the goddamn hell is going on here? He's at you know, a rabbit zoo. Out of character, hey. I'm gonna play. I went back and watched some of the car- episodes where I wasn't there, where you guys just kind of had me be the. Like, what was red? I'm leaning <laughs> into it now. When I'm here, I, I'm, I'm here for the you. eventual reveal that red is actually just the displacer beast in human form, and occasionally <laughs> he just blinks in and out of it. He just comes back. Hey, what's going on? What's up? It's like it's like you like start college Trek. dorm mate. Yeah. <laughs> just like, Y'all didn't even know he notice he changed clothes. He figured that, out we long before anyone else. I'm pretty sure that's uh that's a uh, brother man. Brother man, what are you doing here? <laughs> what you doing? Nothing. Nothing. Eating spaghetti. Hey, sandwich. <laughs> eating this rabbit soup I made. Okay. <laughs> rabbit soup. You rabbit soup eating motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> oh, okay. wearing the Queen, hat. Coin throwing. Dude on the floor and someone who got his own bowl of food, apparently. <laughs> I'm going to try to get some law and order into place here. And I'm going to walk Good up luck. and introduce myself to this guy. Stick out my hand for a handshake and tell him, listen, I know these guys are a lot. I, I promise it'll be worth your while if you can put us up for the night. He looks at the coin in his hand and still for a second wonders, like, he's not surprised he caught it. It's like it's an just, imprint and it hit so hard. It's almost like who throws a shoe, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I like them. That's good. Who he, does this? He pockets the coin and he says, you seem sensible. <laughs> May the heavens allow something else sensible. I am the owner of this establishment. My name is Irwin. U R W I N for spelling. Got it. Yep. I'm Specifically, Erwin Martikov is my name. Uh, M A R T I K O V. Okay. Noted. He, despite <clears throat> everything you've seen so, or he's seen so far, like in the last 45 seconds of chaos. His spirits still seem to be fairly calm. Uh, he, he looks Rasmus at you because you extended your hand. Such things come with being the owner of an inn and tavern in a place such as this, though splintered tables this late at night without fisticuffs is a new adventure, I suppose. I'll repair it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I this take guy, is this of... a human real quickly? Yes. Uh, he looks, he look, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, yep. humanoid, uh, a little bit, uh, certainly not at Red's height. I would probably put him maybe about six to a little bit broader like, shouldered. Yeah. I'm sorry. Every time that you describe someone's height, especially when it's someone tall, the first thing I think of is fucking Bill Brasky. Well, he goes about six <laughs> two, three fifty. Are you talking about Bill Brasky? Seven foot seven, six thousand pounds. He could. He could eat a hammer and take a fireball standing. He fought the cocaine bear and won. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. It, um Yeah, I'll tell I'll tell him like without a second thought. Oh, he'll repair that. Don't worry about that. I'll make sure that yeah, it happens. He holds a hand and says, I appreciate it. I, I 
have wood and will assist as needed. I, I, he, he pauses for a second and says, I question the craftsmanship of someone who can so elegantly destroy a piece of furniture. When, when he's not exhausted from a full day's journey, um, and not a great night last night, if you know what I mean, um, <laughs> Uh, it's it, he's he's actually quite handy. I'm gonna I am gonna ask during all this. Say, seriously, where are all the whores? Aiden, please, that's a family show. Seriously, <laughs> I just got uh, in like where? Ir- Irwin's going to look at you, Aiden, upon those words and give you that uh that T'Challa. We don't do that here. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell him, and I'm gonna tell him, good because that was a test, and I'm gonna do the eyes to eyes thing and walk off. A respectable <laughs> establishment. He he surveys the party of you. Uh, uh, tell me, as you all come in, uh, Rasmus, you don't really have anything to disguise. Same for Aiden. Uh, the three of you that are out of the norm in terms of like <laughs> range of shape, size, or you know pigmentation. Uh, how how do you enter this place? Oh, Put I your fucking ribs away. As though I'm a performer, so I'm I'm in star mode as far as my profession goes. Okay. I'm just acting like I would in any other establishment that I might be going to do my work. Okay. Okay. So you're coming in pretty confident, pretty un- unencumbered in terms of your appearance having any causation for concern. Red's yeah. eating a bowl. I'm, I'm used to people giving me odd looks and having to work around it. Okay. Okay. Bjorn, are you literally opening vest again? Again? Okay. Uh, that's that's what I did just before I threw the gold. Okay. Uh, so he's like a fucking bird. And he yeah, just like he spreads his tail he's a feathers. Bird of war. I, I, was gonna say, I just think he's Mac. He's just Mac. He's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should see yeah. you should see Bjorn's, uh, Bjorn's bicycle. Red, uh, are you standing one. at your full height? Are you kind of, I mean, you're currently eating a bowl of soup out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> while, so while tell while me, are a, you lurched over it currently or are you standing up? While holding I'll a say, deer. Say, yeah. He just he just emptied his water skin into a bowl of trail rations. <laughs> he just oh, eating it like cereal. Oh, just like, what soggy hardtack oh, no. and fucking dried jerky. Oh, no. Jesus. He's, he's, a he's like a giant link. And so he's got just he's a long backpack from Pennsylvania. He's long. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Irwin surveys the lot of you. Uh, he's going to ask you, uh, tall gentleman, did you bring that in with you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Son, I don't think soup was on the menu today. Well, no, that's not true. But I I don't know what you're talking about. It's just an empty bowl now. There's nothing here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> at this juncture, Irwin is baffled at generally everything that's happened in the last two minutes. And and not far behind at this point now, you'll see someone else come out of the kitchen uh, saying, Honey, what is going? Who broke the table? I'm going to point at Bjorn. Him. <laughs> <laughs> the peacock feathers come out again. I'm, my coat back open again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hearing the bird of war. Every time he does yeah. it, I expect the stomp. Clap. 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 
Uh, They're not responding to the message tree. Yorn, you give me a perception check. Coming your way. Is she hot? God, I knew. I knew. Token. I knew he was gonna happen. I swear to God, he really is Barney Stinson. Bring up a new woman <laughs> around Barney Stinson, boobs. <laughs> uh, she's really sweet. She, oh, awesome, awesome. Boobs. Eight. Okay. Boy, your 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 perception is uh, wavering tonight. Uh, to this point, Bjorn, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to ask just just maybe out of character. I know. Is this supposed to be a point of intimidation? Are you just wanting to inform people like snakes, dude? Let you know I'm not dangerous. Are you Ken I, Shamrock at WrestleMania 13? I think I'm here as the, to be a referee and make sure things go calm. Like, what what is your thing here? All of the above, plus the fact that like Bjorn is at this point where like. He's really confused, really like freaked out by the situation, and all the wolves and stuff like that is all kind of like throwing him off. Okay. So now uh, what he's doing, it's less about intimidation, more just about just like I Cass, that's his he's kind of fried. Yeah, he's fried and that's his nervous tick at this point. Cass, <laughs> please tell me that under his jacket is nothing and he just tucks his stuff in between his legs and he just kind of holds the jacket uh, open and asks no! if you'd no. fuck him. No, he's got britches on. Because he'd fuck him. Britches. <laughs> he's got on his britches. <clears throat> All right, britches it is. Uh, he's got those uh, British boy shorts and, uh, and bagels. And bagels. Yorn, to your, from your yeah, perspective, <clears throat> somehow this doesn't phase these two people. Now, mind you, if you're standing close to the bar, the person here furthest to the to the left of you has kind of taken notice and does kind of give that eyes roll back faint thing out of the chair. So someone loses their drink, falls back, and crashes to the floor, and Erwin just kind of holds his hand and says, Honey, uh, mm. oh, excuse my rudeness here. This is my uh, my significant other, my lovely wife. Ah, this is Danica, uh, D-A-N-I-K-A, Martikov. I'm going to ask him, like the race car driver. No, I'm not going to ask that. No, you're not. Yeah. He seemed very... He said, no, you're not. (laughs) You're not. He he seems very enthusiastic about this greeting, this this introduction, rather, um, sarcastically. I'm going to take a more serious tone and ask him, do you have food? We are famished and looking for a... Uh, I apologize I'm for the mess. myself to her while this is happening so that it's not just like, this is my wife, and everyone goes, cool. Anyway. About the right. food, though. I want to I address this moment to make sure we acknowledge to, to him that yeah, I'll, I'll we, we've heard that. Offer okay. my hand to her. As I'm as the, so the crossover happens. Rasmus, you shake the hand of Danica, or you extend it. She seems reciprocating and kind. Erwin, hearing Aiden talk about food, and says, "Yes, beet soup coming up." And he walks back toward the. We uh, got beets. <laughs> I want what he has. Yes. Point it uh-huh. red. I, uh, you know, I'm not not really hungry. Erwin <laughs> doesn't uh, hear you. Erwin don't care. I'm I'm gonna make mention to the two of them over the course of whatever circus is happening behind me. Uh, I'll kind of gesture vaguely toward Bjorn and and mention that like, look, I know there are a lot this one in particular, uh, but he has the coin to pay for it, and he will. 
she and he says, won't throw it at you again. I promise. She says, you well, you mind you, she wasn't in the room when that happened. That hasn't come up with her yet. Yeah, but uh, he's gonna say it anyway, knowing that. Like after he says it, like ah, shit, she didn't know that. But it's yeah. it's move past. Yeah, it. it's, it's fine. <laughs> she, she looks quizzically at that and says, "Good, uh, you." Uh, He sighs and kind of settles in and smiles. Uh, my, my husband is a very hospitable lot. He likely would have welcomed you with open arms, nary a fee. Uh, but as you, I'm sure, understand, this is a business. And seeing as my business is currently in gestures vaguely at table, a little bit in disarray, I would appreciate. Our accommodations are inexpensive and should hopefully suit your needs. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So what what are they what are they offering here? Single rooms, like double bedrooms, what are they what are they charging? So in terms of your beds, it's one well, since you're traveling in a party, it's gonna be one gold piece. Okay. Bjorn. Yeah. Hand, hand. Don't, hand. don't throw it. Hand. Hand. One, two, <laughs> okay. There you go. There we go. <laughs> Right now, no. She will note. Uh, we kept them. Um, now we're gonna we're gonna okay. So basically, they want six a piece or six six gold pieces for one night. You're gonna give them ten because you're gonna pay for what's broken no, too. You're not, you're not spending my money. Yes, I am. If we were, if you're spending, okay, fair enough. I just kind of looked at my bag and was like, "There's there's plenty here." You go. And yes, I, there is. And then the last one I do throw because I just feel the urge to throw something. I'll catch that one. <laughs> up I would like I would like you to give me an athletics check, both of you. I will do Jorn, that. Your crazy ass for throwing it. Rasmus, yours for catching it. Athletics, Me you said? Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm eyeing up another table wondering if I can do a uh, encore. I know how Play to throw gold. gold. What'd you get? 18. Cool. We're doing a roll we're doing Shit. we're doing coin tricks. No, that's okay. Again, this isn't a contest, but oh, it okay. is actually good for both of you. Bjorn, you <clears throat> throw it in the direction of Danica and Rasmus. Rasmus, you you know, being a bit more spry even with the armor that you have uh, upon you, reach out and catch that as well. Maybe not as fluidly as Erwin because you're expecting it, but you do catch it. So you have a gold piece in your hand for this tip. What? How do you handle with this? I'm just going to turn around and gently hand it to her specifically, not him at this point. Um, just to show her that, like, yeah, we're they're they're crazy, but they can pay at the very yeah. least. I've got that much uh, going for them. She, she counts the coinage and says, much appreciated. Our accommodations are on the second floor. Uh, you will see as she gestures to the staircase at the, the north side of the room. Uh, once you have... Uh, consumed as you will of of food and drink there will be rooms for you upstairs I will note uh, they are of double bed and there is one she kind of counts the people among you uh, there is a single well excuse me She. Uh, this is me thinking of it there's six um, of us yeah there's so six of you so there's room for each of two free passes so there are two and two in two rooms, so that'd be four of you. There is there's hostel style, where there's just a room of four beds, but it's kind of oh. like a common room. So there's an option there as well. So two of you will be in that, and then the other will, will kind of two and two. Private rooms of two and two. Right. Good. Yeah. All right. 
Good. I'm doing a two and two room, not the hospital thing. I, my, I paid. <laughs> okay. Actually, I do out of character. Just, just for my stat sheet here, Cody. Um, when we're saying coin, how, what are we talking? Is it a gold piece or? Yeah, it'd be a gold okay. piece. Got it. Okay. It would have been ten of them. Actually, no. Excuse me. I, I misspoke. So let me reread it. It's a electrum. So for you, that'd be one gold, be two electrum pieces. So it'd be five gold if you're going to tip properly. Got it. Cool. So, All right. Thank you. Yep. <clears throat> Wreck on that a little bit because gold is kind of rare around here. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that part. <laughs> um, we'll t uh, we'll talk about accommodations later. Let's eat first. Maybe some yeah. food will settle down the mania that has consumed. Um, amid all the all the cacophony, Erwin kind of beckons you while carrying a tray of uh, of hot piping bowls and bread alongside him. Says, "Come sit. Uh, you yes. seemingly are he. You seemingly are not from here, so I imagine your journey is long. Here, take rest. Take take heed yeah. of this. Yep." I'm going to thank him profusely, but I'm, at this point, I realize I actually am hungry, so I'm going to dig in. Yeah, uh, he al am. allowed you the courtesy of doing that and asked, drinks for the table, yes? Yes. 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 <laughs> they're not going to order, they're just going to say yes, please. Yes, have some. Yes, drinks, please. <laughs> so he, he, he dashes, you know, I say dashes off, he goes back behind the bar. And you got to hear some murmuring across the table of, God, he's even more chipper than normal. <laughs> Just got paid. <laughs> uh, Danica will kind of uh, come and say, again, I am Danica Mordekoff. That is Erwin. This is the Blue Water Inn. Uh, tell me, uh, the purpose of your travels, what has brought you here? Uh, forgive, but I'm sure you can imagine if you've been in this place for a period of time, outsiders are rarely passing through, Velaki. It's uh, it's convenient that you've asked because we happen to have a master storyteller with us who I'm sure would love to regale you with that tale. Well, our immediate way of coming here is escorting Miss Irina for her elder brother who has recently taken over as Burgermaster. Uh, but as far as individually, we are out and about. Myself, I'm here to gather more stories to continue on my adventures. Um, but we're also just sort of seeing what's in the area. So, I forget, what was the name of the Burger Master oh, that, that Lindsay speaks King, of? King, goddammit. Treat him with some respect. <laughs> just, Burger Master. I know Go. I'm not the only one that heard Burger Master. Burger Master. <laughs> he not. doesn't like <laughs> toys and he doesn't like Santa Claus. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsay. I, I heard you say it earlier. <laughs> I just thought about Santa Claus coming to town. Roy, I would cheat. Yeah, you, you paid for all of us, Kev. Yeah, yeah, including I read it, you're covered. <laughs> so uh, she will kind of take the pause in your story and say, Burger Master, Irina Koliana, I presume. And she kind of gives a nod and a, a curt smile or kind of, you know, a, a relatively flat. You can tell she's tired, but she kind of gives a polite smile and says, yes, uh, my brother sends his regards. He is, he is now the Burgomaster. My father passed in recent weeks. And that gives, you know, the general condolences that come from uh, Danica and Erwin, who comes back with uh, pints of purple grape mash number three for everyone. And Danica's like, kind of gives him a, a quick, like, 
this is Irina Kolyana. Her brother sends his regards. He is the Burgomaster of Barovia. Her father recently passed. And Erwin, being a jovial person, kind of tempers a bit. Oh, I am so sorry. My condolences. Uh, I miss. He kind of gives a bow because she is a, a political figure. Even if you know, your, your, everyone's perception doesn't seem as much because of who she is and everything that's happened. Uh, she you know, reciprocates in kind with a, with a nod. I thank you for your hospitality and for your kindness to my traveling companions. Uh, she kind of hangs on that phrase for a moment, for lack of a better option. And then Danica says, uh, you are welcome to stay as long as necessary. We will, we will speak further of this if it is long-term arrangements in the morning. But for now, rest and consume, and please tell me more of your travels, if you so will. Hey, Rand's gonna look at her and go, Thanks for the purple drink. He's gonna grip and sip. <laughs> <laughs> you got some scissor pour that old boy? Sipping on some scissor. Hey, don't you worry about that. I mean, I do, I do appreciate that most of these places seem to serve wine, though, because as a religious guy, <laughs> Rasmus is all over that. Like, they're bringing ale, and he's like, ah, it's okay. But when it's made from grapes, suddenly he's like, well, this is fine. Blood of him honor. <laughs> the Lord said this was okay. That's right. <laughs> Gotta get Not to excess, now. but at least he can imbibe, you know. Yeah. Okay, so um, you guys settle in. Again, people are starting to trickle their way out. This is, you're probably hitting 1231 in the morning as all of these happenings are coming into play as you kind of settle in and eat. Uh, Erwin uh, looks at you all and says, kind of as he brings the drinks, oh, uh, please please indulge and enjoy. This is Purple Grape Mash number three, but for such a, a regal guest, I shall bring the the Red Dragon Crush as a next pint for each of you, if you so wish. On the house, to which Danica kind of... On the house, of course, of course. Now, Thank you, but a, I'll pass on mine. This is plenty. I'll, I'll accept, but don't worry. You'll be paid for your services, won't they, Bjorn? You want me to throw some stuff at him? No. I want you to hand... Lay it on the table. <laughs> Erwin <laughs> holds his hands up and says, please, a a as the guest at this establishment, especially of one of such import, no, not the, the finer beverage shall be provided at no cost. A celebration, perhaps, of, of new visitors to Velaki and to our, our humble establishment. And he kind of scurries off to, you know, get another pint of this Red Dragon Crush. Danica sighs and mentions, my husband, as you can tell, a hospitable fellow. Left to yep. his brothers, we wouldn't have a business as much as we would have a a home for travelers and nothing else. Maybe not a home for ourselves. Yes, but at least consider that he's in good spirits, right? All seems to be well. Yeah, it could be worse, man. He told you not to use that phrase. <laughs> he did. He's oh, not there. We come We come from a town where the situation... Playoffs. Aww! We we come from a town that that your situation could be much worse. So she she kind of gives a, a gentle smirk to the all is well and says yes, of course, all is well according to the Baron. All is well. What the Baron says, and that's where we're going to cut it off for tonight. Ooh. Okay, hmm. I gotta say the situation <laughs> when. Can we 
can I request just a real quick like like do we need to wait for him to come back to for the beginning of the next session because I wanted to do something. Oh no, go ahead. By all means, I just if he brought back, I was going to suggest that you know if, if he's going to offer it for free, that at least the two of them should join us in a toast. Yes. That was my. That was going to be my suggestion. Yeah, we can do that. We'll we'll pivot back. So we rewind briefly. He comes out with the red dragon crush, and acknowledges your request for a toast. And he says, "Please, to to, to you who who suggests, please indulge us with a toast." Oh, Most I didn't get all. this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll come up with something very cool between now and next week. But for now, just it's very you know. Uh, Rub a dub dub. Thanks for the grub. You know. <laughs> okay. So I'll find something much cooler between now and next week. I don't have anything off the top of my head. Okay. And, and I want to know too, like as as Rasmus is like has suggested this. I'm Bjorn is also like shaking his head in agreement. He grabs a bottle and pours them a drink for them. <laughs> from from their bottle. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, we, we will uh, we will revisit because I, uh, I hear a I, got I, I would say, it, I, go ahead. It would be some some form of, you know, we push through the ordeals of life as there will be much benefit in the future um, to you, to us. Something like that. Drink hail. And off he goes. Yep. Rara. And we Rara. will, uh, uh, personally, I would like to revisit next week what you guys think of the wine. We will come to that, though. Ooh. Perhaps so I'll have revisit that. That's right. And I can tell you exactly how it takes. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome welcome back to those of you who are joining us this has been pz85 plays the curse of strahd thank you for returning and during our hiatus we seem to be hopefully back on the path whether it be through Velaki, the uh the woods or whatever dark dreary places where strahd's shadow may cast upon our characters here but that is enough for this episode before we t- send you away though we do have another week of great content on podzilla1985.com and wherever fine podcasts are sold. So, Shannon, Hunter, whomever, take it away. What do we have this week? Well, tomorrow uh, is going to be a new edition of Pro Wrestling Unscripted, back for the first time in seven months. And Hell yeah. Uh, big, big things happen on a Monday Night Raw. John Cena is back. He absolutely buried Austin Theory. Vince McMahon well, about, might be about back. About one third of John Cena is back. He's lost a lot of muscle mass and hair, uh, <laughs> and hair, and just a lot of. We all things. getting old, man. Uh, well, no, he's, he's, he's getting weird of Vince McMahon because it's reportedly on Vince's upper lip now. So, <laughs> oh god. Oh. Well, yeah. How, how else is he going to oh, offer please. mustache rides to the interns? He he showed he showed up like Mr. Snrub. I did not even hear that. He believes that he should and John, be back. And John Cena sitting next to him going, I, I like the way Snrub thinks. I, like, I can't do McMahon backwards in my head like that, but I, I like the way Naham thinks. Naham. Um, come on. Hey, anyway. Thursday, it's an all-new episode of Podzilla After Dark. Lindsay will have a top five list. It's so good. She's also got a great story about what happened to her at work today. You're going to fucking come in your pants. <laughs> We've got the motherfucker of the week. <laughs> it's oh, I can't again. wait to ask off-air quickly about that, because I may have an idea or two. Oh, I'll oh. send you the image. I'll like, send it to you. I like multiple motherfuckers. That's this week. Um, probably no horse time on Friday. Um, maybe a horse time on Saturday. I don't know. The important thing is that in two weeks, I'll be at Monday Night Raw in St. Louis. Thanks, Kirby Ray. That's the important thing. That's the important <laughs> thing. There you go. 
Boy, I can't wait to read that story that just happened. Tanner just already... left. Tanner just left. All right. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's that's, back. That's, that's, he's, he's back. back. He's back. <laughs> he so, hey, good news you came back just in time for us to say so long. So remember, you can listen to this and all previous episodes of Podzilla 1985 content, including this campaign of Curse of Strahd on Podzilla1985.com, where, again, where all fine podcasts are sold. That is it, and that is all for this evening's episode of PZ85 Plays for Kaz. For Hunter, for Tanner, for Shannon, for Ooh. Lindsay, I am your Game Master, Cody. And I will say, I said my own name and it felt weird, kind of like The Rock. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> so long. Good night. Thanks for all the fish or the beet soup. And uh, watch out for the splitters when you break your tables dancing, friends.